Yeah, because I know a lot of you orange and blue guys messed up because you know I checked my Twitter. Yeah, y'all yeah, right. I'm going to knock that chest off. Now, it's Crockett and Stout. Let's go, boy! Let's go! Former Broncos DB Ray Crockett. Come on, D! And Mark Stout. You got to make a play, man. On Orange and Blue 760. All right, second hour of the show. Anthony, how's that poll going about the uh, QBs and the, the combine and the draft choices? Mike Liss is coming up, by the way. On Twitter, at Orange Blue 760, yeah. which quarterback do you want to see the most from at next week's NFL Combine? 46% say Drew Locke. That's leading right now. What? Yeah, it's leading. Go vote. Hmm. Drew Locke uh, passed up uh, Kyler Murray, huh? I don't even know what day of the QB. I don't even know the schedule. Didn't even look at it, but. I know that Orange and Blue 760 will be there with uh, First and Ten. And Justin and BK, they'll be there. Um, so, well, Mike Liss here on momentarily. talk. I don't know, you know, if, if Kyler Murray doesn't throw. Yeah, that's that's tough. Because I remember, you know, last year I was like, Sam Darnold's just hanging out. And that's what happened. All right, we go to the hotline, and we bring on our Nine News Broncos insider, Mike Liss, who is on with Crockett and Stout. Mike, how have you been? Good to hear from you. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, we're talking Broncos, as usual. I saw that uh, you posted that you were involved in a mock draft. I don't know how many of those you've been involved in. Is it just the one? No, they. I get called on those yeah. repeatedly between now and then. I usually pick a different guy each time. <laughs> oh, do you? I, I was going to ask you, like, how much does it vary? Do you do that for fun yeah. just because you can change it up? Yeah, I mean, I think... I personally think mock drafts are ridiculous. It's uh, yeah, but you, you know they're co- because they're one hundred percent guess, and but yet, but yet, people love them. So uh, and people are fascinated by them, and they're especially a big guess before the free agent market opens, because uh, you know the Broncos, for instance, if they sign two big cornerbacks in free agency. They're not going to draft a cornerback number 10 overall. So uh, that's why I say it's a big guess now. I took Greedy Williams this time. I might take uh, Baker of Georgia next time, uh, just just as a heads up. In fact, I'm going to do one Sunday, and, uh, and I'll, I'll let your listeners know I'm going to do Baker of uh, Georgia as my pick uh, the next time. And then maybe the time after that, I take uh, wa- uh, Murphy of Washington. Yeah. And maybe the time after <laughs> yeah. that, I take Devin white of LSU, you know, what the heck. And then, and then if they take one of those guys, I could say, see, I told you. <laughs> so, so realistically, Mike, realistically, w- what do you think that we're going to do considering now everybody's had the thought process and, and, and knows, you know, the quarterback that we have on the roster or hopefully to be on the roster, where do you think we're headed? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know what the uh, the key. I think it, the chances are diminished considerably. I think we talked about this after the Flacco trade last Wednesday. The chances are diminished considerably that the Broncos take a quarterback at number ten. Uh, I think they still need to draft one, but it can be anywhere from rounds two to six or seven. Uh, but but I think that number 10 pick, if they really liked one of those quarterbacks, they wouldn't have got Flacco. So um, I, I, I think they go for best available player with a need. 
And right now the needs are clearly cornerback, number one. Uh, they do need an inside linebacker who can play three downs. Todd Davis and uh, Josie Jewell are two down inside linebackers. They're not three down guys. So you need an inside linebacker who can run. I don't think Domata Peckle's coming back, so you need a, a defensive tackle, a guy in the middle. Um, you probably need, and I think they go free agency here, a lineman, uh, either a guard or a tackle. Um, then you go, uh, you know, Ramon, you know, look at Munchak with the Steelers. Uh, I don't know what he thinks of Ramon Foster, but he's out there as a guard. Uh, that's a possibility, you know, and, 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 or maybe you go a tackle. I think they got a tackle of it. Steelers got a tackle too. Hmm. That's a free agent. Um, and then, uh, you know, is Hireman your tight end or do you move on and, you know, uh, uh, you get someone else. Uh, those are those are I think. And then, I, I free agency, not the draft, but free agencies where you got to get a receiver. You got to get one because you went you went receiver in the draft last year strong in the second and the fourth rounds. You got a couple of young good ones and Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton. But uh, you need a with with Emmanuel a little bit gimpy and questionable here this off season. You got to go out and get another. You don't need a number one receiver. Maybe you need another number two. You know, someone like Emmanuel to come in here. So if you look at the guys that are out there, and you look at Flacco with his arm strength and his ability to get the ball downfield, I would assume if you're looking in that free agent market, you're wanting someone with speed who can stretch the field. Considering Patrick and Sutton, the guys we have are not those burner guys. Yeah, I. Uh, in fact. On the list, I put together a little bit of a list, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe 10 days ago. And I had John Brown on there, who uh, he's 29 now, but he was he's a burner, and he uh, played with Flacco last year with the Ravens. And they had big-time success early in the first quarter of the season. And then Flacco got hurt, and, uh, um, you know, they, they, they fell off a little bit, and John Brown's production fell off. Uh, but that's a possibility. Someone like that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that would. Uh, I do think the Broncos need someone who can stretch the field because the real game breaker, to me, I think uh, Lindsey is their number one guy mm. as far as an explosive speed guy. And I think they need uh, two more, not just one more, but two more. And so, uh, yeah, there's other guys that are out there too. Uh, uh, as far as uh, receivers, Golden Tate's out there. He's probably the big receiver uh, in the market right now. Um, uh, Perryman, you know, from the from the uh, Browns, who's been a disappointment, he's out there. Calvin Benjamin, a former number one pick, who's been a disappointment, he's out there. If they're out there, there's something wrong with them, right? <laughs> yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, you gotta you gotta find that guy that's. That uh, with the change of scenery, he's going to take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Brown's kind of intriguing because you know every every highlight I saw from Flacco, he seemed to be involved from uh, last year. Mike, I read that uh, you said that the Broncos would probably talk to Matt Paradis's agent at the combine since he'll be there. I'm assuming with you know representing other players. Where do you stand yeah. with uh, with Matt as we uh, talk a little O line? Where I stand with Matt is. Uh... 
there there's they're so far apart right now they they really haven't talked dollars and cents for several months i mean they've just kind of conceptually talked so where are you at have you changed no um how about you guys no okay thanks well let's talk again at the combine it's it's one of those type of uh exchanges and and um in fact it might even be uh email exchanges is kind of how they do it so i don't i think matt paradis is going to hit the market now i wouldn't rule him out because if he finds and you're going to find you got that two-day negotiating window if they find uh matt paradis that is that he doesn't have much of a market because of his injuries then the Broncos are back in play. If he has a market, if he gets a legitimate offer that I, you know, I don't think the Broncos, I don't think he's coming back to the Broncos. I, I you know, if it gets over, if it gets expensive, uh, you know, 10 million plus, I don't think the Broncos are going to be in play there. And uh, before the injury, Matt was looking at probably 11 million a year, 10 million a year at least. And um, I don't know what this injury is going to do to his value of, whether it hurts it or not, I, I would think it hurts it some, but uh, we'll see. Um, not always does it. Back to the O line too, and and I also read this in one of your uh, nine news articles and and your tweets. Uh, you liked what Billy Turner did last year, and I can understand why because you know he he played right tackle and he played left guard and he spelled guys and he was versatile. So where do they stand with him? What did he make last year? I think you said two point yeah. seven five, right? After bonuses, yeah, that that's not me talking. That's the team. Um, okay, you know the team wants to wants to sign back Billy Turner. Um, now, I, yeah, I I I think Billy Turner did an excellent job. Uh, he had a two million dollar salary. He made an extra seven fifty in performance bonuses, uh, basically on playing time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he was the most versatile guy. He played all over the offensive line, and he did a good job. I mean. That second offensive line they had was uh, was big during the Broncos' midseason three-game winning streak. And Billy Turner was at left guard, uh, just starting out at left guard during that time. So uh, Billy Turner is going to make more money. Uh, I'm not sure how much more, if it's $5 million a year, $6 million a year. But I think the Broncos want him back, and uh, they want him back as a starter. But... Here's the problem, though, guys, with wanting these guys back. There's uh, basically 19 days left to the uh, between now and the negotiating window, and there's no practices and no games in these next 19 games. So the risk of injury pretty much is is gone. So um, you know, if you if you're this far and you don't have a contract, you know, the thinking is why wouldn't you? wait till March 11th for that negotiating window and see what kind of market you got exactly rather than rather than sign so it's it's going to be tough for the Broncos to sign Billy Turner in the next uh, 19 days but uh, I do think they're going to try yeah so you, you mentioned corner early in your and look in the phone call in the conversation and of course, I have to ask you, what are you hearing about Bradley Roby? I mean, as of right now, yeah. I'm looking at the top corner, you know, in that hundred list as far as top free agents, and they got Darby as being the number one corner on the board. And quite frankly, I don't know how you feel, Mike, but once again, I, I, I honestly believe that 
if you like Roby and you think you can get him to play at his best, he he can be just as good as Darby when it comes to free agency. Yeah, he's a tough one. Um, you you kind of answered your own question when you said if you can get him to play at his best. He's been inconsistent. He has he doesn't always bring his best. Um, you know what happened to him in that Jet game? Uh, it's I think uh, the, the I think the situation on Roby. Um, in, in talking to people is he, first of all, he's going to hit the market. There's no if, and they're not going to negotiate with Roby before he hits the market. And then, um, you know, would they like a chance to match? Would they like a chance to uh, counter, you know, let's say he gets offered 10 million and the Broncos say, Hey, we'll offer you nine. Uh, and then Roby has a chance back. Uh, that's a possibility. But he's going to hit the market, see what he can get. And my my thinking is, unless his market really collapses to a to down to about five million a year, you know, five or six million a year, and I don't think it will collapse that much. But if it does, then maybe the Broncos get in the game for Roby. Hmm. Mm. Case Keenum's gone, right? <laughs> I mean, he will be gone. All right, it's, he yeah. will be gone. I mean, we talk about it all the time. I don't, I don't know who the backup's going to be. It could be a draft pick. You know, we were saying you still got Hogan right around. Or the, is he unrestricted something? Or in He's the, restricted. Restricted, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, he, you can get him back for uh, – uh, I, I think you can get him back for about $2 million. Right? He's over, uh, It depends on what type of tender you put on him. But, uh, you know, I would think Hogan uh, – uh, Hogan's their quarterback, uh, backup quarterback, that is, and they draft another, and they have to, you know, that's your three quarterbacks. And then you go back into the draft next year um, for that first-round guy. That's what I think they're going to do, um, but we'll see on that. Um, uh, but but Keenum, you know, the Broncos kind of are hoping to restructure to make it more palatable for other teams to trade. As I understand, uh, Keenum is untradeable at a one-year $18 million deal. Uh, you know, he's, you know, the other teams are just going to say, look, uh, uh, release him and we'll sign him for $1 million and you pay, it to, he has $7 million fully guaranteed from the Broncos, and the Broncos would have to pay the difference of $6 million. That's probably how it's going to work out. Uh, but we'll see. The, uh, there are some teams interested in Keenum as a backup. I've, uh, I've heard a little bit, uh, just uh, nothing concrete, but I've heard a little bit that maybe uh, the Philadelphia Eagles would be a logical destination for Keenum because they value backup quarterbacks. Yeah, he's I mean, competent. Were, I mean, he's, you know, if he's your backup, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, Chase Daniel, the – the Eagles uh, paid Chase Daniel seven million a year back in 2016. Oh, Ray talks and, about Chase Daniel all the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and his and, career. Uh, yeah, yeah, the guy who's made a lot of money without <laughs> hardly any playing time. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and, uh, and yeah, that and could Keenum, be Case, right? Yeah, yeah. Keenum's better. I think you know Keenum's better than that. He's better than Chase yeah, Daniel. Yeah. So um, you know that would make some sense. Because the and then the Eagles paid Foles the last couple of years good money, 
and they wound up needing those backup quarterbacks. Uh, they no did. doubt. They did. They did. They did. So um, that's the thing about the backup quarterback is you need them. At, uh, there's a there's a decent chance you're going to need them, and your team shouldn't fall apart if your if your A guy goes down. So uh, even the Patriots, when Brady went down the one year, they went eleven and five with Matt Castle. So um, you know that I think I think there'll be a strong market for Keenum as a backup. So, Mike, will you be at the uh, Combine? I will. I'm, I'm heading there uh, next week, and we'll be there uh, through the week. When I speak to you next, I, it will be from Indianapolis. All right, so then I'll see some of Mike Kliss's notebook on 9 News. So, All right, cool. Thank you, Mike. You got it, guys. Appreciate right, it. See you guys. All right, there you go. Mike Kliss, our 9 News Broncos insider. So, Backup quarterbacks do play. We'll see. And, he said, and he said no on Roby. And he said no on Roby. Kinda, yeah, I like, mean, kinda. Uh, unless the market gets terribly is it dry, be, is it going to be crazy I, I, I for him? I don't think you know? so. I, I mean, the market will be, you know, one of those markets where once again, out of thirty, well, thirty-one, I would say, mm-hmm. it only takes one. So his his market will be all over the page because once again, you will have some guys that will look at his worst tape and market him there. Because that's the NFL. If you can, if you can get away with it, then market him there. But then you're going to have some people who look at his best tape and say, if we can just get him 90% to play here, Mm. then his market is here. And, and, And that's the dilemma for Bradley Roby because, once again, as you heard Mike Cliss so eloquently say, there are no games going on right now, so there's no way you can increase your ability or your your market because the eye in the sky don't lie and it's already out there. Yeah, there's a 19-day period until they can start. Right, and and in that 19-day period, there's nothing you can really do. I know, so. All right, there you go, Mike Cliss. We will uh, take a break and come back, get ready for the Crock-Pot, brought to you by... The Grand Z Hotel and Casino up in Central City. It is next. It's Crockett and Stout on Orange and Blue 760. You don't have to play a lot of Nirvana on uh, the Fox. It's all like dirge music to me, but Kurt Cobain would have been uh, 52 today. He killed himself at 27. People like Nirvana. I, you know, I, I the grunge killed they have, they have the fun. Everybody got like this, right? That's just the the natural design of it. I don't know. Yeah, that's how I feel about the uh, about grunge. Anthony, do you love? Do you like the, the grunge? Do you ever sing? I wouldn't say love it. I like it because right. when I was in okay. the faux bar, somebody sang plush from stp was that me i don't think it was me no it was one of your neighbors and <laughs> it was one of your neighbors you know people that could walk <laughs> to your parents house in mead and more importantly walk back yes that's more important yes right yes. right that, that that is the more important <laughs> side of it and that's, walk back. that's what i it, it took me like 10 minutes i'm like oh i got you yeah this is yeah this is the neighborhood gathering place up in mead uh um, wrong with that you know mm-hmm. hey fire up the full bar Hey, hey, and, uh, you and yeah. I will fire up. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey! It's the Crock-Pot. It is. It's brought to you by the Grand Z Hotel and Casino in Central City. Just eat it. Eat it. Get yourself an egg and eat it. Have 
chicken. Have some more pie. Doesn't matter if it's more or fried. Just eat it. Just eat it. Just eat it. Actually, my crockpot's working today. I got it on. I got. I put some. Uh, what you put in it? Some sausage, a little bit of onion, some carrots. Just letting it. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's cooking now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I put it on high for two hours, and then it'll just be on low, whatever that is. You know that setting until right. I get home. Okay. Uh, look, I didn't even know you was a cooker like that. I'm, I'm, right. You just throw stuff in, and you know that bratwurst stuff that you buy in the store. It says fully cooked on it. So all I'm doing is really heating it up. Right. In some true. broth and true, <clears throat> true, and then they sell carrots and little like those little petite carrots in a bag. Uh, Terrible. Yeah, I don't like carrots. <laughs> those either. aren't good. Huh? Those aren't good. What do you mean they're not baby carrots? Awful. What? It's not good. I don't know what to tell you. They're not good. I don't like them. Who well, likes those? Well, some, if you if it stays in the in the broth and everything, it, it kind of softens them and they they're they're a little. No, bit carrots better. are terrible. You oh you don't like carrots in general. Period. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I can't Especially agree with Especially the little you. baby one. I can't agree with you there. Okay, you like yeah, the big ones or the baby ones? I, I mean, I, I like I like all carrots. Well, who's just just eating, I, you have to prepare them right. Who the, who's just eating a large carrot? Like, it's like, you know. I, mean, I, I don't think I've ever had quinoa. I'd rather have, quinoa, I'd rather have quinoa than carrots. All right, let's move on. Crockpot. We got a lot, we got a lot to get those carrots to. are good for you. And every, I, but I agree sure. with you. Every time I go, you know what? I should get healthy. I'm going to eat carrots as a snack. I you mean eat, artichoke. You get through like four and you go, well, this is... Uh, Oh, an artichoke heart. Okay, moving on. Lame. Moving on. You keep, you keep pulling me back in. Do it. <laughs> All right, so finally someone has spoken out for something that we've already known. Uh, CJ Anderson, our good friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's the story? Yeah, yeah. Give, give me this. He essentially said on FS1, talking about Todd Gurley, says, quote, and this is obviously not surprising, quote, he was more hurt than we thought, than, than what we thought, excuse me. The injury was a little bit more than what everybody in the building thought, including himself. So my question to you guys is... Including uh, himself. Yeah, uh, uh, duh. Uh, why did he play? Or why did they essentially not come out and say, yeah, he's not 100%? Because then it just made him look bad. Saying, yeah, he's fine. He's fully ready to go. But then he doesn't play I, I, well. I, I'm going to defer to Ray. Because Ray's been in these kind of big games where you have time between a previous game, i.e. I, I, the Super Bowl, and you, you know, I don't know whether you knew guys that were... Yeah, you know, no. And in this case, up. you have to understand this too as well, is that... They couldn't come out and just say how hurt he was or whatever because then you have to put him on the injury list. So this was kind of a ploy to say, no, no, it's not injury related. It's not another It's just not playing. And, and girl, you can tell, I could tell anyway from a player's standpoint that every time they had him on and, and his face – said one thing, but his eyes said another. So don't you come to the sideline, Ray, and go, hey, Ed Donatel, guess what, man? He ain't got it. And, and, and you, and I mean, everybody at, can see that. Well, you look at on the sideline, he's riding a bike. He's trying to loosen up his knee. He's trying to loosen up those legs. I mean, we all know what that means. If he's healthy, he's not riding that bike. I mean, when, when I was totally healthy and I knew I was healthy, I was not warming my hamstring up. But when I tore my hamstring and I knew I wasn't healthy during the playoff Are you game, the I was on the bike. <laughs> yes, I was trying to stay warm as the best I could. So whenever they kept telling me he was 100% healthy and it wasn't anything to do with his health, but I saw him on the bike all the time, no, I'm not buying it. Maybe a dumb question, but just for Broncos country, plus I ask dumb questions now at this uh, stage of my life. So anytime I see a guy on the bike, on the sidelines, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess gonna... that not – 
I'm not going to say any time. Now, if you are a, a – I'm, I'm blanket statement. Yeah, statement yeah, you can't is. blanket statement at all. But if you are a guy who is normally in the game playing a good amount yeah. and you see him over on the side riding the bike while someone else is playing, yes, that's normally a good sign that I'm not 100% healthy. Okay. Or else I would be right there tugging the coaches. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm well, ready to go. He was very comfortable way in the back, as we say it, way in the back, riding the bike. I'm making That's it, not I'm, a good sign. I'm making it a blanket statement because I wouldn't be riding no bike on the sideline at all. Well, you can get some quarterbacks and stuff that might, you know, want to stay one. But for the most part, a running back, a DB, a wide receiver, somebody who runs a lot, yeah. who's riding the bike to stay yeah. warm or to get – yeah, there's something – How many times? There, as we say in the league, you got a hitch and you get along. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you ride the bike? Like I said, the only time I rode the bike was when my knee was hurt, when I just came back off my torn meniscus, or when I tore my hamstring. Those are the only two times I ever rode the bike. The last thing During a game. Th- yeah. And they put the bike on the sideline for me. Okay. Ray, you're going to have to stay warm. or Ride the bike. Or you're going to have a uh, hitch in your get-along. So um, the yeah. last thing I'll say is, you know, I, I would think if your knee hurt, riding the bike would make the knee hurt. And did you see anyone? No, no, no. Quite the opposite. All right. If your ligament is, is sore, your meniscus is sore yeah. or anything like that, anything that that's yeah. a cutting you know, a utensil to cut and to explode, it has to stay warm. Right. If it cools off, done deal records. So that's what he was doing. He was trying to keep that meniscus warm. He was trying to keep that ligament warm. Whatever that was hurting his knee, he was trying to keep it warm and elastic. Look, elasticity is how you explode. Is he having surgery or anything? Nothing we know. No. All right, next up in the crock pot, uh, while you guys were uh, discussing that last story, I'm looking at my next story, and a more important question comes to mind before I lead off with what this story is. What? Okay, so Dirk Cutter. Okay. Here's the deal. Got- uh, well, I'm saying his name first because here's the here's the situation yeah. I just came up with, and it's a dilemma we now need to discuss. Do you remember the debate years ago with the country Qatar? And then some people said, "No, you pronounce it Cutter." Yeah, it's Qatar. Yeah. It's Cutter. It's Cutter. Q A T A R. Yeah. So yeah. same issue with this guy's last name. I'm just now realizing it's K O E T T E R. How would you think that should be pronounced? Because it's Cutter. But how do you think it should be pronounced? Because it's very similar. Very like, similar like, issue. Like, like Coetter. Coetter or something. Coetter. Yeah. Yeah. But that it's Coetter. So he is the Qatar of head coaches. It's definitely Qatar, right? I don't know. But <laughs> I, I think, don't know. I, dude, I think they're having the World Cup there. So is it Qatar or Cutter? It's Qatar. Well, it, it's, <laughs> now, now, now I'm all, yeah. See, here's the, here's the thing, though. That's more important than this guy's name because this guy wasn't very good in Tampa. I'm just kidding. Mm. But what he was, he was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta from 2012 to 2014. He's now back in Atlanta after being fired by the Bucks. He's the offensive coordinator of the, uh, of the Atlanta Falcons once again. Here's what he said about Matt Ryan. Okay. I think Matt is playing the best football of his career. I thought Matt was really good when I left. From the outside as a head coach, I watched him and didn't watch him as close as I'm watching him now. I think Matt is in that very top group of quarterbacks. I think he's playing great. Everything starts with him and the good players around him. We've just got to try to maximize this window. Try to maximize this window Matt has for several more years. So my question to you guys, was he and if so, is he still elite? Matt Ryan. 
He's getting paid that way. So if he's true, he's getting paid that way as a as a offensive coordinator coming into the program. You better well say he's elite. You can't say he's not elite when he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks out there, if not the highest. And if you look at it from a numbers-wise, he would be the highest, making 150 million. How many uh, touchdown tosses do you think he had last season? And you know, Atlanta was a seven and nine team. He started every day. Um, I just 16 know games. I, I, uh, I would say 30. You say? 30. Yeah, I say 32. 31-ish, somewhere in there. 35. Yeah, somewhere in there. But I know that Julio Jones didn't get started too late, which is a guy that they have to get going. And a guy that co-editor or cutter, whatever y'all want to call it. Couture. <laughs> Couture. He's going to have to find a way to get that guy in the end zone more times than not. I had Matt Ryan on my fantasy team that I went to the finals with, and I did just kind of basically play him every week. And for the most part, if you look at his numbers, I'm going to read them to you right now. Um, 35 TDs, seven interceptions, threw for 4,900 yards. His completion percentage was 69.4. That's elite. Right? That's elite. That's in the top, you know, of the other quarterback. So his stats say it. His paycheck yeah. says it. And, and now the offensive coordinator has to say it as well. But the key is going to be now that all these things say it, prove it. You you have to prove it, and that means seven and nine ain't going to co-edit, co-edit, nice. or cut it. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to fit it in again, but Look, you just did it I have you seriously. Said. It's not going to co-edit. It's not going to co-edit. Yeah. It's not going to cut it. Nope. It's not going to cut it. There you go. So there it is. There, you had that. You also, there threw, it is. you also threw in some numbers in there. I got a couple more numbers for you. 28 to 3. Whoop. There it is. <laughs> That's what you were up. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. I had this story ready to go, and this is before a tweet came out just a couple hours ago. So the headline of the story is the Steelers will not use any tag on Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I saw that earlier today. Okay. They had, they had the other tags or something yep. they got to worry about. First of all, it would have been a foolish move on their part yep. and that came with from what they just went through GM, and what they just went through with AB. Exactly. GM Kevin Colbert said Le'Veon's still a great player. We can't afford to use any other type of tags. Le'Veon will be an unrestricted free agent at the start of the new league year. Okay? That was, you know, Here's what Le'Veon said on Twitter. Petty or no. Free at last! Free at last! (laughs) Thank Thank God God Almighty, I am free at last! Best thing to say doing Black History Month. (laughs) Free at last! Free at last! Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last! Reaction. Love it. Love it. Not petty? Love it. It's Black History Month. Love it. <laughs> what do you want? Okay, you, okay, you, 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 you say love it. Will his former, or excuse me, his next teammates love, love him? Love it. Love it. They will love it. It's Black History Month. Love it. <laughs> so how much, he goes to someone that does not play this how much That he, defense would love it to play against him. Considering. Uh, Which, wait, 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 wait. Say that again. He better hope he goes to a team that does not have the Pittsburgh Steelers on their uh, schedule because they you are going to love playing him. That defense is going to crush him. Do you scared of the Steelers? Seriously? Oh, I'm not saying scared. S- seriously? He ain't scared. <laughs> hey, the Steelers ain't scared nobody. No, but no, he's defense, saying the other way around. That, now, I'm saying I'm that saying defense. I'm saying the defense ain't scared nobody. All right. <laughs> Who they scared? Who did they scare? Let me let me just let, let me wait. Still, wait, they, let me still look at, wait hold up. Hold on. Let me look at this. <laughs> Were they? Did they do anything in the playoffs? Did they? Did they? Did they? Did they, did they go to the playoffs? No. Wait, wait. 
No, they 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 won that I'm game without at the Don't end. Don't use your trick on me. I got I'm I'm right back I'm, at you, Ray. I got looking, a question for you. I'm I got a question for them in the playoffs. I got a question for what? you. I'm looking for them in the okay. playoffs. Okay, all right, they in the playoffs. Okay, they're not there. I got a question for you. Not there. Okay. Let me double check my numbers here. Uh huh. They still play in the NFL. They're still NFL caliber players, are they not, Mr. Ray Crockett? You play yeah. defense. And 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 Le'Veon Bell has ran through a number of NFL caliber players. Huh? Huh? What's not say? players without grudges. What's say? Wait, what's say? Not players with grudges. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals had a grudge. Ran through them. Yeah. What's um. Uh. Look. Uh. Baltimore Ravens had a grudge. Ran through. No, them. that's a different grudge. Um, two different. Uh, two different come kinds on, of grudges. Man. We're talking about playing division rivals. Come rival. on, there's, man. Hold on. Hold on. There's an element you you're gonna, forgetting here. How you going to put me elements of grudges hey, no, now? There, there, hey. Because there's an element against those teams. There's an element of respect. Hey, let me These tell you something. These guys don't respect Le'Veon Bell now. Let me tell you something. All right. Hey. Hey man, hey, hey, hey man, hey man, I, I played the league a long time. You don't put levels on grudge. Look, Le'Veon Bell has run through levels. He ain't worried about them. All right, come on, man. Well, someone gonna step on a leg a little too much. Okay, well, look, turn, twist, well, and turn I, I the ankle a little too this. much. I would just say this. Whoops, you just from run by. A, Whoops, I would step say on this you. from a team perspective and from a player perspective. What? Was done to Le'Veon Bell, and I've spoken to many of players across the league, was dirty and wrong, and they all feel the same way. Even the Pittsburgh Steelers, deep down, they weren't mad at Le'Veon Bell because he didn't play. That ain't, that grudge is over with. I promise you that. That grudge is over with. Okay. All they happy for is he free at last. They like, at least the problem's gone. Yes. I'm mad dirty. at him, but at least it's nah, out of the locker room. All right. Well, well, and, and here's the thing, Anthony Rod. You keep saying the problem's gone. Le'Veon Bell wasn't the problem. The problem was the Pittsburgh Steelers and they faulty bull stuff that they was doing not to pay the man. That was the problem. Le'Veon Bell wasn't the problem. Tell that to the players that ransacked his locker. The players that ransacked, like the players that ransacked his locker did it for this reason only. Because he, because he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. To help them win. All right. But now that it's that all make over with, now that it's all over with, it's over. They, okay. Man, that's gone. All right. Gone. <laughs> Y'all get this last one. I'm excited. I, just, I got I, one last thing. I'll, I'll ask Bring Ray it. about Le'Veon on the other side and where you think he's going to end up. But the last thing about the, the Steelers' defense, the Broncos beat him. And Duh. <laughs> tells you we need the Broncos didn't score a that's scary. Ton of points. That's scary. What do you got? All right, last up in the crock pot. I'm, side for this one. I'm scared of that. I couldn't find, couldn't find a story to go along with this audio, but I can kind of put the put put together some pieces here. Uh, I, so obviously, you guys are all familiar with the show Jeopardy. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes, Alex Trebek. So, yes. Uh, yep, what yep, is Alex uh, Trebek? You know. So yeah. couldn't find a story to go along, goes along with this I, guy, but I think the soundbite we're about to hear tells yeah. you all you need to know. This is a guy from Denver. Clearly, you'll hear it. He uh, got, got a little introduction about about kind of person he is. I'm just gonna play this down. You uh, judge for yourself. Right. <laughs> this guy. Right. Matt Masick is from Denver, Colorado. He and his wife plan day trips with a specific theme in mind, which is that's right. You know those penny smashing machines where you can make a souvenir and turn a crank. Uh, we decided to try to visit every one within a hundred miles of Denver where we live and took us all over the place, uh, including to the top of Pikes Peak, where they actually have one, uh, when we smashed a penny at 14,115 feet. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> okay. Good for you. Trebek with the shade. That is a funny comment. Um, interesting hobby. 
Only, so you know what those machines we're talking about, right? You put in the penny, put in like also like a nickel they, and a dime, they, they, you crank look, it out they, and get the cool collective little one. They have right. in Coors Field. They have them everywhere. Yeah. Right. Now, is it only a Colorado thing? No, no, no. No, it's not. Okay. No, you get, you get one right. of those and you give it to like All your right. kid or well, your grandkids. Well, this, this Denver guy does it, but he, as you could tell by the soundbite, does it religiously. It doesn't cost a penny, right? Now, it costs you probably more no, than No, no, a- yeah. That's what I'm saying. You put in a penny, I think you put in a quarter and like a nickel and a yeah. dime or something. I don't know. But here's the thing. Crockenstout.com, you got to see the video for yourself. I, I saw Because he's a weirdo. He raises his eyebrows all creepy hey, like. He gives Trebek some like, hey, look. look hey, he's look. weird. Look, I, we're all weird. Everyone has hobbies, own. I guess. We're all weird in our own way. I had a um, number of years back, more than a, probably a decade now, with uh, my ex-girlfriend. We had a fummer together. What is that? That's a combination of fun and summer. Never use that word again. <laughs> you say, yeah. Right, uh, right, uh, right. Uh, so, yo, Fummer involved. Yo, yo. I'm going to deuce you out Come on this. Come on, man, really? Woof. Deuces. A fummer. I've never heard of that. How long ago did you use that word? A fummer sounds Six. like a bummer to me. Yeah, but no, it wasn't at all. It was more than a decade. Okay, well. but uh, So I guess you could call I, a, a bad summer no. also a bummer. A, no, 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 no. You, 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 it's actually the opposite. You make the best out of anything. So say something, you know, there's a lot of people that say, for instance, in Colorado, even though I'm born and raised here, I have never gone skiing or whatever. But in a summer, maybe, uh, have you ever been to the Mile High Flea Market, Anthony? I Maybe. I don't know. If you can't remember, that's on the summer list. Something to do. So if you were in school, let's say, let's flash it back. And <laughs> yeah, in August, September, you start in school and someone comes up to you and hey, hey, Mark, good to see you. Did you have a fummer or a bummer? It's no, it's, it would be what did you do on your fummer vacation? Yeah, that would, that's how you get slapped. Ray's not even, he's uh, looking at me like, uh, I'm out. I'm out. I went to that. I had such a fummer. Did you have a yeah. fummer? We all had fummers. There's no. some there's some weird place out in like Genesee or Geneseo, Colorado. You go east, it's some. Anybody? Coof, no, coof, no, yeah. no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sidetrack you right away and ask so, you: Were you the only people that use this word? Yeah. Keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. You <laughs> fell for it, Mark. I did. You fell right into it. Keep it that way. Yeah. This was a fugment. A fun, <laughs> a fun segment. Speaking of pennies, like if I were gonna go to the Grand Z Casino and Hotel, up in Central City, and I, we did do this. I brought all pennies because, you know, they promoted penny slots back in the day. I told you this story. And I was disappointed when I got there. And they're like, there's no penny slot. There's not. Right. It's just a term. It used to be, though. It used yeah. to be. Well. But they well, never let the term yeah, well, go. You know, now it's just <clears throat> coin slots. Yeah, well, Speaking of casino games, I'll have you guys in mind when I'm in Vegas playing craps that we never never well, did. You do think, your you thing. Can, you can think of my fummer when I rolled up there I, with I a bag of you, pennies. promise you that won't be across my And mind. they're like, yeah, just pour it in here and we'll give you other money and other ca- card or something. Again, some inside jokes and phrases. Best to stay with you. Again, the Crockpot brought to you by the Grand Z <laughs> Hotel and Casino. Hey, if you want to borrow it, you want to borrow it. No one wants to borrow it. Right, we're coming back. Crockett and Stout, Orange and Blue, 760. I get to talk about another guy that is deceased. Walter Becker of Steely Dan, his birthday today. Would have been 69. But Steely Dan's a cool band. I'm back to Song's called Reeling in the Years. Great guitar riff. All right, it's Cracking Stout. We're back on Orange and Blue 760. How much money is Le'Veon Bell going to make this year? Whew. Will he get the 15 mil that uh, 
like once again, one thing I, I, I would I would be clear and say this. You you seem to you, you're pretty adamant here. You don't get that money back. I don't care how you look at it. I don't care how you cut it, slice it, cutter it, whatever that dude's name is. I don't care how you do any of those methods. You don't get $15 million back. That money is gone. I mean, that year and that money is gone. But he's healthy. He's very healthy. Now, he will get a nice contract. He's a And he's going to be a true free agent with 31 other teams bidding for his services. Maybe not us. So let's just say 24 other teams bidding well, well, for his well, service. I, I can say the Rams won't. They've got Gurley. He is, a, and that's why I went down to 24. There's there's at least, you know, and I'm just off the cuff. Um, yeah, there's yeah, at yeah. least uh, eight teams. The Giants won't. Yeah, there's at least eight to ten teams that are good. You know, the Cowboys won't. There's at least eight to mm. ten teams that are good within their services uh, as far as running back. But you can best believe there's 20 that will make room for Le'Veon Bell. And I, and I say that with, look, I say it with my chest, Anthony Rod, 33. There's 20 that will make room for the cancer that Anthony Rod says is Le'Veon Bell. I didn't use that word. <laughs> oh, problem? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Well, for the problem of the Le'Veon Bell, 20 teams would try to solve that problem. See, some, somebody hit us up here uh, from the 970. Yeah, I was so wrong of them to offer him $14.5 million to play one year of running back. Come on. And, and, and that's the thing. And, and once again, whoever that is, yeah. I'm not saying that it's wrong for them to offer him $14.5 because believe you me, I don't think that's wrong at all. I just think it was wrong the way they went about it from a player standpoint. And I'm saying this, like I said, I'm a pundit and a player when it comes to it. But from a player standpoint, yeah. the way they handled it was wrong. But f- from an offer standpoint, my ass would have been playing. I'm you, you, you said that. I'm, you said that over. And and over. I, exactly. I'm like, don't ever confuse the two. <laughs> don't ever confuse the two. I would have been running, jumping, shaking, baking, faking, whatever. I'd have got my fourteen Did, and a half. Didn't didn't I, I? I don't know. I think I was in this uh, category. Didn't most of us think that he would at least? I said he would. I said he would at least show up. I said right, there's right, like no a, way a month in or something. That, yes, yeah, yeah. I I was dead ass wrong. When I said what I said, because I said, I told Coover this. Matter of fact, Coover and I was talking about it. And Coover, I, I think I already told you, you you ended up being right. But if I didn't, you ended up being right. He said out the whole year, Coover was like he would. I said, nah. And and that was the player in me speaking out. Coover said he'd sit out? Yeah, Coover okay, did. Right. Coover did make that point. At one, at one time, Coover made that point that he would sit out thinking that he was going – and I'm like, nah, he's going he's gonna to get 10 of that real 14. Now, I, I as a player, yeah. I probably would have set out and missed the first three mil or whatever. Now, I could have done – but 14? Hell to the dog with the Houston. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get at least 11. You know, I'm going to get 10. I wonder, I wonder what his whole thought process I – mean, I mean, I know I mean, what, obviously I what his know. thought process – but I can tell you right now. I'm going to get paid. I, it would be hard for me to look. And, and as they said, that's that's that West Coast. You know, a West Coast hard is different than a Midwest hard in a doubt. It would have been hard for me to look at my agent. That's West Coast hard. It would have been hard for me to look at my agent and say, we're going to miss $14.5 for real? Like, are you – like – I'm ready to go. And my agent said, I'd have been 
You better be right. <laughs> what, 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 what's Le- Levy? Where's Levy on? What's his? Is he? That's West Coast. No, I'm not hard. It'll be hard. <laughs> It'll be real hard to to miss fourteen and a half million. I wonder where he'll end up. You know what? I haven't even, to be honest, only because I know the the Broncos. Let's, real quick, let's just run the um. Yeah, I, I, because I know the Broncos are not in the market right, for them. Just, I didn't even. Let's just do this real quick. Like in New England. No. No, they no, got they yeah, got the guy. Yeah, they, they got, got they got the young they got Sony. Sony Michelle. Yeah, they got the Sony. Miami? Maybe. 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 Maybe well, he well, was in Miami a whole lot this offseason. <laughs> you know, riding jet skis and all kind of stuff. Yeah, so I'm just saying. Buffalo? Probably not. He right. could. Because uh, Shady, they may be yeah. passing off on Shady. Right, right, and right. and he could very well end up in Buffalo. Not that I think he wants to right. be in Buffalo, but that's that's a that's definitely a destination. Jets? Destination. For sure. For sure, for hey. sure. And I know Jamal, I t- I spoken to Jamal on several occasions. Jamal was like, We'll pay him. Yeah, yeah. And this was, you know, yeah. doing the seat. Yeah. That's a good that's a great destination right they there. They ran for like the a thousand, big apple. Thousand yards against us in that game. Uh Baltimore. Hmm? Could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Baltimore's yeah, that's a destination. Cleveland, they got Chubb. Nah. I don't think Cleveland. Since you know they got Mixon. I don't think Cincy. Could be though. Houston, they got Lamar Miller. Houston is a destination. Could be right. Houston is a destination. Lamar Miller is 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 not a yeah. Houston is a destination. We we'll just leave it there. Indy probably not that that, no, that rookie not guy. You know, probably not Indy. Tennessee no. Washington is a spot. Jacksonville no. I'm just doing AFC here. KC oh, okay no. AFC. KC no. no. Jacksonville. I don't know though. Chargers no. I don't know. Jacksonville might be a spot because they may be. You know, See they, Fournette? They kind of pissed at Fournette, you know, so they may be getting Fournette up out of there. And if they do that, then Jacksonville become and Jacksonville don't mind paying. So Jacksonville be, could becomes a very interesting destination. Oakland. Ooh. I know, right? Ooh. And that Gruden love him from Le'Veon. I like that spot. I like that spot. What day is today? 220? <laughs> I like that spot. February 20th, 45530. Hey, that's a good spot. Gruden love him some Le'Veon. That's West Coast. I think Gruden put Le'Veon on the bus five times. West Coast hard, hey. Horde.